Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast and as usual we have me, Jensen, together with Bala and Satya and today Hi. our guest is Malaysian artist Chai Zi. Welcome. Hello everyone. Okay, Hi. so uh, first of all, uh, may I ask, because uh, I speak Chinese so I, I know how to pronounce your name correctly but for yes. our non-Chinese speakers listeners, can you teach us how to pronounce your name correctly? Uh, Chai Zi. Chai Z like, is the correct way. Yeah, like Tatia Bala, they all actually has been calling me correctly. Called Chai Z. Cool. Yeah, saw that. So <laughs> in right. Mandarin, we actually call it Chai Zi, right? Chai Zi. Chai Zi. So welcome to the show, Chai Zi. Nice name. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it in Mandarin more. Mandarin. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yep. So first of all, how are you doing this MCO? <laughs> Uh, actually, doing pretty well because, you know, I'm a freelancer, so I, and on top of that, I'm really a kind of like home guy. I can uh, be stranded in the house as long as <laughs> it can be. So you want me to be stay at home for a year, I'm okay. The only thing <laughs> that I have trouble with it is like, sometimes, you know, you kind of get bored at home, you want to go out to Mama mm. or try to go out to, mm. you know... Kopitiam to have a cup of coffee. Right now, you can't do that. So that is the only drawback, I would say. Mm. Have you been productive during this MCO? Yes, I'm quite um, active in a way. I have not been doing... Uh, uh, well, actually, I've not been doing any FB Live. Uh, for the audiences to know, I'm a songwriter mm. as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm also a scriptwriter. So I have been mm-hmm. using this... Um, time off, kind of like time off, to write scripts and to write songs. So I have I have wrote I have written about three to four songs in this period. So wow. it, it, yeah. Have been keeping myself busy. I, I I'm okay with it. So I believe our listeners has heard that you've been uh, writing scripts and you have been writing yes. songs. So actually as far as I know you are actually a uh, actor as well as a host, as well as a singer. So which actually comes to you first? It's quite interesting though, actually, the way um, I get into entertainment because I was uh, I was in IT industry for 11 years. Oh, so man. I decided to quit my job because I wanted to pursue something that I always dreamed of becoming of, and, which is a, a songwriter and singer. So when I first wanted to get into entertainment industry, I wanted to be a singer. So when oh, I quit okay. my job and when I first started, I actually tried to produce my own album. And mm-hmm. at that point of time, I realized to create an album is not as easy as I thought. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I think I was quite naive when I was in IT. I thought that, well, uh-huh. it's not that difficult, right? It's just like song, it just write songs, record it yeah. in a studio, and then just release it. And, and mm-hmm. after when I, when I had quit my job and when I started working on it, I noticed that it's not that easy and there's a lot of stuff I didn't mm-hmm. really know. I mm-hmm. didn't even know how to get started. <laughs> so <laughs> along the line, when I tried to, uh, working on the album, I felt that I might want to do something uh, uh, different as well, uh, just to keep myself busy and also trying to keep some income. So I started to 
venture into acting and TV hosting. And coincidentally, at the time, mm-hmm. there were some auditions going on. So I went to the audition and I got the role. So I, I started acting. Uh, okay. in, in, in other words, when, I, when, I, my, when my, goal, my goal to get uh-huh. into enter- entertainment industry was to become a singer, but I started uh-huh. as an actor first. So uh, let's just dive into your acting career first, okay? Sure. Okay, I know that you've been acting for quite some time and you've been in many dramas, many films. And mm. any particular role which you've played the most times, like let's say, for example, people look at you, people will have an impression that, oh, you've played this role a lot of times. Do you have any, any particular roles like that? Yes, actually, there's one. <laughs> uh-huh. And what is that? <laughs> which is a doctor. Uh, I've been, I've been, I've been uh, asked to play the role of doctor. That including uh, my first movie as a main leading actor, I was playing um, a doctor as well. <laughs> Why do you think so? Yeah. Well? <laughs> I don't know. But I, know, I think maybe um, most people have um, have a stereotype of what a doctor will look like. I mean, that they have a stereotype, I don't know, but I think so, in their mind, a dream doctor would look like. <laughs> <laughs> a dream doctor would look like. Um, Handsome, no, know, it's, good looking. It, it, no, no, it's, it's just like, and also, you know, it, it's very funny, There's, well, there was one time when I, when I was uh, shooting, uh, I think it was a drama in a hospital, and, mm-hmm. and, and there, was a, there was a patient actually asked me, or a nurse, I can't remember, Ask me, mm-hmm. was I really a doctor in real life? <laughs> when, okay, I, when, yeah, when I stood out with all the lab code, actually a nurse come and ask me, and I a real doctor in real life? I said, no, I'm I was just I was just an actor. So Bala, you casted Chai Zi as actor also, as doctor also, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my my one of the my one of the job that worked with with you all uh-huh. actually was a doctor. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why it's funny because just the recent one, recent project, you were a doctor with this. Right. And, and, mm. and don't get me wrong, actually, I do, um, I did play quite a variety of roles. I even mm. have played as a beggar, uh, mm. gangster, mm-hmm. uh, and even gangster. an emperor. Yeah, yeah. Hard to imagine, right? <laughs> Can you imagine when I was playing gangster and with a cigarette in my hand? Oh, cool. <laughs> but that shows your versatility. Like, it's like you're not uh, fixed to a certain, yeah, certain particular of character. Well, I know some of the actors, they are actually fixed to a particular type of character. Like some people, you look at his face, you know, okay, the moment he appear in a drama, right? You know he's a villain, right? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so do you think, what, what are your thoughts on this? It's like, is it a good thing or a bad thing for the actor? I think... When 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 certain actors are stuck with certain type of roles, it can be a good thing, can also be a bad thing. When it comes to the good thing part of it, is that you know it's all about branding. Sometimes, when you mm-hmm. are a villain, and there was one experienced um, celebrity or an, an experienced mm-hmm. actor has once told me, it is okay that you you if you are keep repeating playing the same role, same type of role. Because you just need to get good at it and also trying to make people 
hard to forget you. For example, if you play as a villain, you just play mm-hmm. as bad and a, a badass. So people can't mm-hmm. get there, get you out of their mind. So next time uh-huh. people will remember you, and then the next project they will keep asking you to play the role. But that is and that is a good branding actually. So mm-hmm. I think that is a good part of it. But the bad bad thing about it is that you know you you probably can't get many opportunity to play other roles. <laughs> So there are two sides on it. Uh. It's yes, like there's yes. a good side and a bad, uh, bad thing about it. Yeah, and and that that remind me um some of the uh Hong Kong um celebrities mm-hmm. when they started their career they actually these girls these actresses they play as a nice girls and you know it is very very nice very pretty mm-hmm. um never say bad word no bad temper but because they have been mm-hmm. keep playing the same role same type of role so one day they decided to play an R-rated movie mm-hmm. just to get out of the comfort zone and trying to get out you know trying to let people forget about what they've done before trying to show mm-hmm. off what actually they can do so I, I think sometimes it, it can be good as well so when they trying to do an R-rated movie so you know they actually tell people that hey I can't I can be as good, badass as I could be. So then, uh, Chaizy, what's your dream role? What do you really want to uh, try? Actually, I don't, I don't really have a particular role that I want to play. I do enjoy playing different roles. Um, mm-hmm. For example, I, if, if there's a role that I have not done before, I, I definitely looking forward to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not you at all. It's not your personality yet. You get to study how to play that role and you get to experience it. So for me, mm-hmm. I, I don't really care what is the role as long mm-hmm. as it's something that is fun, something that is interesting, I'm looking forward. There's always this, not to say debate on, or just just this topic on the dialogues. So, okay, we all, Chinese Malaysians, right? We have our Malaysian slang, Malaysian Chinese, Malaysian yes. Mandarin. Right. But then in Chinese drama, sometimes we see, uh, we, we feel weird because uh, they speak this standard or this proper Mandarin in which it's, it makes things like not so natural, right? So what are your thoughts on this? Huh? Should Malaysian dramas actually use Malaysian style Chinese or should we actually go for the proper Chinese? Um, mm-hmm. I, I, to me, it really depends on what is the objective of the drama or what mm-hmm. is the objective of the goal like for example if you if a movie trying to market uh, trying to market to overseas mm-hmm. then to me if you speak very local slang of Malaysian they have there are two folds of results first mm-hmm. thing is that people can experience that oh this is how you speak in Malaysia so they can mm-hmm. experience Malaysia Chinese culture and, and as a matter of fact, sometimes when we watch uh, Hollywood movies or when we watch um, uh, English movie or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, UK movies, we can see the differences of the, of the accent that they used. And in a way, yes, we also right. can kind of get what is their local cultures. So mm-hmm. I think if the goal of that movie is trying to um, introduce the world that Malaysian Chinese culture, then I think mm-hmm. there's no problem of using Malaysian Chinese slang. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that when locally, when we overused, when we overused mm-hmm. all this Malaysian Chinese slang, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that will make the standard drop. When I say standard drop, it's not, <laughs> it's not about, um, it's not about the uh the the quality of the drama or the quality of the movie. It is just that mm-hmm. the quality of our language, of our mm-hmm. mother tongue. You know, when we when you so mix up, you know, with with when you're not saying the proper main Mandarin, that means that mm-hmm. it, it it can have a adverse effect on our mm-hmm. society and also mm-hmm. our, on our next generations. So I, I think it always need to be balanced out. And honestly, to me, I have no problem of all this Malaysian Chinese, Malaysia Chinese slang, as long mm-hmm. as they use it properly. Um, mm-hmm. For example, let me give you an example. I probably use an uh, English word. Like, for example, mm-hmm. in Malaysia, we always say that, you know, to go uh, uh, for the delivery, we say tapa, right? Yeah. So in English movie, for me, I think I'm okay. Oh, let's, let's tap out some food. So people, yeah. you know, when, when, when someone overseas saw our movie, sees our movie, they will realize, oh, actually tap out means to go or take away. Mm-hmm. So to me, that is very unique in Malaysia. However, when I say you, we, in Mandarin, we use, you can use certain kind of this accent, but don't use wrong word. Like, give an example. Mm-hmm. Um, beach, B-E-A-C-H, beach, and beach, B-I-T-C-H, uh-huh. are two different things, right? Yes, so, completely different. So in Chinese, sometimes when you say the words, right, you need to make sure you say it right, not mispronounce it, and sound differently mm. and make people misunderstood. Uh, in a way, if we actually use the Malaysian style of talking, uh, showcases our Malaysian Chinese culture to the international market, like let me say like Koreans, right? They have their own way of speaking some words. They have their own culture, which is adapted by us here. And mm-hmm. also Hollywood has yes. their own words, slang, which they use. And yes. we kind of use their slang here. Korean slang, I don't know, but a lot of people mm-hmm. have this Korean stuffs and slangs nowadays they are using here. Mm-hmm. So Malaysian Chinese and Malaysian even Indians and Malays, of course, we all have our own culture, um, mm-hmm. you know, a fusion of uh, slangs, which is nice yes. sometimes to put in dramas. So that we can actually teach the countries, the other countries that we have those kind of culture here. It's nice yeah. to actually educate them, our culture a bit. Lah. But I didn't say it's wrong or right. I'm just my point of view. It's nice to also have the Malaysian way of speaking Chinese here because mm-hmm. the drama will be more effective. It will yeah. be believable for the audience here. And the Correct. international market somehow will adapt to, oh, that's a Malaysian Chinese movie. So they talk like that. It's interesting for them to yeah, watch. because They it's learn, something about their, learn about our accent. Yeah, maybe. Right. I'm just giving my... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that that, sh- yeah. that should be the way because I think Malaysia in the uh, entertainment industry or, you know, filming industry kind of hard in a way that we do not have our so-called Malaysian movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have like Malaysian Chinese movie, Malaysian Malay movies, Malaysian Indian movie, Malaysian English movie. What we don't really have, you know, Malaysian, Malaysian, Mal- Malaysian, Malaysian movie. Yes, yeah. everyone's saying that. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Correct. And speaking of dialects, right? Okay, what do you think about Malaysian, uh, like Malaysians, Malaysian production, Malaysian Chinese production? Because uh, right now we see like we can we can say it's like more than ninety percent of Malaysian Chinese productions are all in Mandarin, but actually yes. many Malaysian Chinese 
their mother tongue is actually dialects, for example, Cantonese, for example, Hokkien. Right. So do you think that this dialect should be presented more in uh, Malaysian TV? If you ask me, in my opinion, I think we should. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think this has to trace back to our um, our education. Because if, mm-hmm. if, I'm not sure the Tamil school, but back in the 80s and 90s, right, Actually, our Chinese education in primary school, we have a very strict rule of speaking Mandarin mm-hmm. in school. No other dialects allowed. As Correct. a matter of fact, I remember when I was in primary school, if you if you spoke uh, dialects in the school compound, you will mm-hmm. find like five cents. <laughs> yeah. You mean like uh, Cantonese yeah, or Hakka like that? Correct. Yes, yeah, if it's Cantonese or Hakka or Hokkien in school, mm. in the school compound, mm. then you'll be fine, five cents. I remember that when I was in okay. primary school. So it, it, it all go back to to our Chinese education system back mm-hmm. then that we always promote people to speak Mandarin. And mm-hmm. that is, back then we have a so-called Mandarin speaking campaign. Yeah. So because of that, as Jensen probably noticed, the younger generation, actually, most of them, even though their mother tongue is Hakka, Hokkien, or Cantonese, right? A lot of them mm-hmm. can't really speak their dialects anymore. Yeah. That all exactly. that Mandarin speaking campaign. So because, you know, there's always demand and supply. When, when, when the market is no longer having a lot of generations that speak dialects at home or mm-hmm. in the society, then probably there is no need to produce mm. dialect-related dramas. Mm. Yeah, but in Hong Kong, they still make Cantonese movies. Yes. Yes, they do, right? How, yeah. However, Hong Kong is still, yeah. Yes, correct, correct. However, I noticed the younger generation of Hong Kong people, uh, mm-hmm. they can speak Mandarin very well. Yeah, I, I sometimes I, I was shocked. I thought they were from mainland China. But they were not. Uh-huh. They can speak very good Mandarin for the younger generations. Hmm. So, because when uh, I was growing up, right, usually when I watch Hong Kong movies, it's based, mostly it's Cantonese. I never actually watch a Mandarin movie, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jackie Chan movie and this and that. Mostly it's Cantonese. Mm. I mean, back in those days, most mm. most of the Chinese movies that reach Malaysia, that is showing in Malaysia, mm. are actually Hong mm. Kong productions. But these days, yeah. we have more of Taiwan productions or China mm. productions. So we have more Mandarin shows than Cantonese so did, shows uh, these days. Did yeah. the Mandarin movies surpass Cantonese movies? As in terms of, yeah, la, as you know, a fame. Mm-hmm. Like, because previously, there were a lot of Cantonese movies as far as I know. Because maybe, as what you say, it didn't yeah. reach our market. But now, I don't know. Is it? Is it the same or people go for Mandarin movies already and Cantonese movies kind of dying the language? Uh, actually, it's, it's, um, it, it's in a dying mode. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say it's dying. It's like, you know, mm. in, in the direction of uh, getting less and less. Mm. So, okay. Uh, jumping back into the Malaysian production. So... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I feel that because I'm I also work in a 
Malaysian local Chinese industry. I've noticed that these days, uh, there are Malaysian production, local production are getting lesser and lesser. Whereas a lot of uh, China films or, or, or even Singapore drama series, they are actually coming to Malaysia to, to shoot. So do you think this is a, a good thing or what are your thoughts on, on this? Uh, you you absolutely correct that um, the local Chinese production is getting less and less. And mm. just for the simple reason of um, we are not getting a lot of uh, 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 commercial or advertisement. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when you can't get money in, that means that you won't have a lot of Chinese uh, productions. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason why we can't get the money in is it's just for one very simple reason because our uh, local Chinese population is not big enough. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole the whole country probably have about 20, 21-22% of mm -hmm. Chinese population and you minus all the English educated, you minus all the, uh -huh. you know, all the kids yeah. that moving towards to YouTube, you probably don't have much people <laughs> watching local <laughs> drama. So, so, the, so the market so, is small. Yeah. yeah, so when there's again when there's no demand, it won't have any supply. So that is mm -hmm. very very economical way of looking at it. And you are also correct. We are getting more and more foreign production come to Malaysia to shoot. Like for example, China, Hong Kong, Singapore. Mm -hmm. But Singapore actually is no stranger. Uh, uh yeah. Singapore actually has been coming to Malaysia even before. Uh, I don't know, maybe have for, for years they have been shooting in yeah. Malaysia just for the simple reason of the exchange rate. Because, you mm. know, one Singapore Correct. dollar equal to three point something bring in Malaysia. Mm. So for them, it's much worth it to shoot in here. Mm. Um, for China and Hong Kong, it's just happened in these last two or three years. I, I have shot... Um, uh, a few times in China. As a matter of fact, before the MCO, I was shooting uh -huh. in China. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. Okay. It, 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 I was in the state very close to Wuhan. Whoa. No, we can talk about that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was locked down when I was there. So, it kind of caused a panic. Oh, okay. um, anyway, so, so I think it's a good thing and bad thing when more and more foreign production come to Malaysia. The good thing mm -hmm. of it is because um, their pay definitely is higher than the local rate mm -hmm. and, um, and, and, and definitely give more job opportunities to the local Chinese celebrities yeah. or Chinese yeah. um, production crews. The bad mm -hmm. thing about it is that you know when, when they're coming here to shoot in Malaysia, uh, most of the roles that they're looking for Local, uh, looking for local uh, celebrity or local, you know, talents, mm -hmm. is not for main role main or role. role. Another perspective is uh, they are actually they can uh, promote the movie also here, right? Because they're aware that there's a market here in Malaysia, so people will be watching that movie or the TV program. Hey, this one shot in Malaysia, you know, and then maybe mm -hmm. maybe that might be one of the few also lah. For them to come and, to uh, and yeah, and let me add something. Uh, some uh, one very interesting thing is that for let's say for example, China were to produce a drama series here in Malaysia, they were to shoot this series here in Malaysia. 
But mm-hmm. the in the story setting is actually China. You, you, you got what oh, I mean? It's like, oh, okay. although they, they are shooting in Malaysia, but in their storyline, this story is not happening in Malaysia or whatsoever. This storyline is happening in China. So you can't show locations like KLCC, KL Tower. You are actually in China while you are shooting in Malaysia. This so is you mean it's thing. like they are doing it like a indoor studio kind of stuff? or how? Yeah, uh, or they have to avoid certain locations, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> Do we, uh, did we shoot on the street yes we do and then what mm-hmm. they did was um just change the car number oh okay okay i understand <laughs> i've seen a lot of movies like that they will have like mm-hmm. they will tell them you know hey, we are in australia but when they will be shooting in malaysia only the car yes, right. and those things will be okay so let's hear more of your story of your experience in china before the mco well yeah. it is it, um well i was in china in mid-January, mm-hmm. before the Chinese New Year, I was doing the project mm-hmm. there in Chongqing. So the role as really, like I mentioned, it was a Singaporean. And um, and then at the time, uh, Wuhan has not been locked down yet. It just mm-hmm. have uh, 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 rumors, uh, cases happen. A lot of uh, coronavirus cases happen. Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. And then what was scary about is that they, the government actually, right after the lockdown of Wuhan, they gave an order to the production house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If anyone, any of the crews, any of the actor or celebrity actress got coronavirus, mm-hmm. then the whole production has to shut down immediately. So it caused a panic because we are supposed to finish shooting by mid-February. So at that okay. time, it's only end of January. So mm-hmm. what happened was all the script writers and producers and also the directors, they get their heads together and mm-hmm. rewrite the whole script because wow. they want to finish by 2nd of February. Can you imagine oh. they cut short two weeks of productions? Wow. So, so, okay. so for us, you know, whatever the script that we have in our hand is no longer useful anymore because we oh, pretty yeah. much, yeah, we pretty much play by ear. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you all stand by in the hotel, don't come out. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, when it's your turn, you just show up and then I will mm-hmm. tell you that I don't even know what is my scene, you know. Although, <laughs> although I kind of know what are my scenes I need to play in the entire script, but I don't even mm. know what scene I will shooting next. And then it's supposed to change on the fly. You 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 correct the dialogues along along the way when we were doing uh-huh. rehearsal. So it, it had been like that for the last two days because they mm. want to wrap up the shooting production because they were so worried that the entire country will be locked down. And I also worried mm. that I can't come back. Can't come back. <laughs> But indeed, they were locked down after that, right? Yes. Well, uh, when in my last two or three days, Wuhan already locked down. What they worried was, they worried Beijing also locked down. At that time, it wasn't. It wasn't yet. So, as soon as we wrap up, everybody who mm-hmm. were living in Beijing, they all drove back to Beijing immediately uh-huh. because they worried mm-hmm. that Beijing will lock down. So, I think we can go to the singing Yeah, okay. So let's start off with a very broad 
very broad question first. So Chai Z, do you think Malaysia has a Chinese music industry? I, <laughs> it's a bit sad to say, we do have a Chinese music industry, but mm-hmm. it's just not strong. Mm. As a matter of fact, I think I'm a bit too polite to say not strong. I probably should say it's very weak. Very weak. <laughs> yeah, I, and again, it all go, goes back to demand and supply. So mm. when there's no demand, it's a bit, it, it, it's a bit to, to have the supply and a bit, to, a bit hard to um, have the music listeners. And, mm. and also, one thing about Malaysian market, right? We have so many choices. We have so many varieties. Mm-hmm. We have K-pop. We have Japan. You know, J-pop. Mm-hmm. We have Hong mm-hmm. Kong songs. We have now we have songs from China, musician from China, singer from China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we actually is in a way we are blessed because we 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 actually have a lot of varieties. But at the same time, this will not do good to local singers or local mm-hmm. celebrities, as a matter of fact. So I think basically it's a small industry and everybody here has to like support support each other to actually help the industry grow, the local Chinese music industry grow. Um, yeah. the, the, the mm-hmm. current trend is more, uh, more local Chinese uh, YouTuber singers. Okay. There's a lot of, recently there's a lot of Chinese uh, talents um, do a lot universe. of covers, you know, all the Chinese uh, songs yeah. covers and change the lyrics. It has been mm-hmm. a trend at least for Malaysia. Like it's quite quite common and quite uh, received quite a good response as well. Mm-hmm. And because of this, right? Okay, like you said, a lot of online singers or YouTuber singers. Do you actually think that um, music production or or generally in the music industry, do you think physical albums still have a place right now? Honestly, I don't think so. And, and uh, just a simple question, right? Maybe I just do a quick survey. That there are four of us here. Uh-huh. Do any of you still have CD player? CD player in my car, I have. No? <laughs> car, right? Yeah, Everybody yeah, has car Cars only. Yes. Exactly. So when yeah, people uh, don't even have CD players at home, some of the yeah. laptop these days don't even have CD players as well. So yeah. when there is no demand again, I I don't think they really have a place for the physical albums. Yeah, anymore. medium. Yeah. Yeah. Any particular any particular song in which uh you feel it could be your signature so far? Uh, for the song part, I there, there's a two songs that I feel. I'm quite proud of uh, one of the songs that um, that I have spotted that to you guys, Aku Anak mm-hmm. Malaysia 2.0. Um, that mm-hmm. song actually, I'm not sure about the Malay market or, or the um, Indian market, but among the Chinese, quite a few of people have uh, listened to this song and also have mm-hmm. forwarded, even forwarded this song to the WhatsApp groups. And I have mm-hmm. run into multiple times including my clients, my partners, who I've been working with, they actually will show me this song. Say, listen to this song. It's very nice. Then I look, <laughs> look at the song. Oh, I wrote it. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then also nice. my friend that, that reaction <laughs> that reaction of yours is priceless. <laughs> yeah. So, I wrote this like, song. My friend forwarded this song. Oh you, you must listen to this song, especially after you know the 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 the, the G fourteen. A lot of people forward this song. So it's oh. like so you should listen to this song. It's very nice, it's very touching. It's like, oh okay, I wrote it. <laughs> they didn't realize that. Uh. <laughs> Sorry? They didn't well, realize they didn't that you wrote it. I just played, I just sang, um, I just sing for two lines. So, but for movie, frankly, I still haven't got my so-called signature <laughs> movie yet. <laughs> so I need help on that. <laughs> One artist you would like to collaborate which you haven't did yet. In singing? Um, in singing and acting as well, <laughs> can be both. Well, there, there are a lot, honestly, and in singing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in singing, and the one that I really, really want to work with mm-hmm. has passed away, wow. which is uh-huh. Leslie Cheung. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I really like it. So, um, if if for someone who who is still active in the industry, I really would love to work with. Uh, Jackie Chung, mm-hmm. if I've got a chance, mm-hmm. but I don't know when I get the chance. <laughs> so, for acting, also a lot, but the two mm-hmm. people whom I particularly like are mm-hmm. Chow Yun Fat and Tony Leung. I see, uh, legendary. They are legendary. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so, bro, my uh, side, right? I want to ask you a question. Of uh, so, what is your future plan? What what are you gonna do? Are you have any big plan in your future? Um, I don't have any big plan. However, um, during these two months or six weeks of MCO, actually, I have been planning to venture into YouTube. Okay, doing YouTube content. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the time. It's time now because you know after even after the MCO is lifted, and uh, I believe there's not much jobs out there. So I need to transform myself into a YouTube channel. And as a matter of fact, I've been working with someone. We we do we have done some planning. So we hopefully can have our first episode or first video out sometime in June or July. Nice man. Looking okay, nice. Forward. So so Chazi, I actually I haven't I never listened I never listened to your songs. I, I didn't know you were a singer until today. So you were just an actor. <laughs> Yeah, of course, like our industry, you know, it's segregated that much. So can, <laughs> same, same, same. Can you, okay. yeah, yeah, correct. So can you like sing one of your best singles, popular, most popular? <laughs> okay, I'll get ready. Uh, well, maybe I just sing the chorus part of the Aquana Malaysia. So since it's sure. in Malay, yeah, so, so everybody can understand. Bagimu. <clears throat> Bagiku, aku anak Malaysia. Kita berganding bahu selama lamanya. Untukmu, untukku, we are the children of Malaysia. Kita bersatu padu menuju puncak mamur bahagia. Ah, that's hey. nice. Woo, that's really nice, Jay Z. Thank you. Good bro, good yeah, bro. Great. Uh, yeah, Jay Z. I know you. Yeah. I just want you to say something to your followers. At this moment, 
I would like to say to everyone, please stay strong, please stay safe, and please stay healthy. That's all I want to say. Sure. If you guys listen to Jay Z, uh, everyone stay safe. All right. Thank you. Steve. Thank you so much for coming right. to the show. It Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy. Thank you so much. You. Thank you so much no. for your time. And no, the honor is mine. And all the <laughs> yeah. best to you for your future. Thank you very much. So yes, we will work soon, bro. <laughs> we will work yeah. soon after MCOs lifted. We'll try to do something. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to it. Too. Okay. okay. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Okay. Thank bye you bye. so much and goodbye. Stay okay, safe, guys.